Sat Nam. I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Satnam. R-A-G-A, or sometimes Rag, R-A-G, sometimes Rag, R-A-A-G, but since it's not an English word, it doesn't matter how you spell it. Rag is the study of melody and how melody opens channels. Unresolved melody is a melody that doesn't give you a feeling of resolution. And it's the tone intervals that either give you a sense of resolution or not. That's why it's often said, it's not what you say, but how you say it that really matters. And don't talk to me with that tone in your voice, right? You've, you've all heard those kinds of expressions. Rag, or melody, that does not resolve is a rag of the heart because the heart cannot resolve. The moment the heart resolves, it's over. The heart says, oh, I'm good. Okay, but I wanted to have some more life. But the heart's good, so it quits. It's, I'm good with that. The brain must resolve. And so that you can differentiate, you can actually measure, you can have a metric between what is going to attract your brain musically and what's going to attract your heart. Because what happens is the brain tries to take charge, always. That's the nature of the brain. The brain says, hey, I've got us here. I can get us to where we're going. But the reason that we're having such trouble in the world today is that the brain doesn't think things through to forever. The brain figures out how can it work now. So the brain is a master of band-aids and rubber bands and paper clips. But it's not a master of longevity, of what's it called in agriculture? Sustainability. The heart is the sustainable component. Because the heart knows that nothing can resolve. Nothing is over. 
so it has to keep going. So if the heart is involved, then you're involved in products and mechanisms and procedures that will allow for things like life to sustain itself as opposed to profit. Yeah? Yogi Bhajan once said that heart relates to profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. <laughs> the same mantra that we started with doesn't resolve and your brain goes well, that was wrong ad gurename join me jigad gurename sad gurename siri heart and the brain goes hold on and it goes to the heart and says can you help me out here you know I wouldn't ask unless I really needed to because you know I ask so seldom but you got to work with me here because this thing is not resolving this thing is not getting answered this thing is not getting solved and the heart says just let it continue. It never needs to resolve. And so all of a sudden, because of this mantra and because of this rag, the heart and the brain are working in, pun intended, working in concert. Ah, good day everybody, Namaste. Jigad Gure Name Sad Gure Name Siri Guru Dei Name Ad Gure God, good Siri Guru Dave Name 
you God good ain't amen it's our good ain't amen God, good ain't amen. It's our good ain't amen. The city good day, ain't amen. Our good You God, good ain't amen. Sad, good ain't amen. The city, good name, ain't amen. Our good To God, good ain't amen. The sad, good ain't amen. City, good ain't amen. Amen. 
Now, if you wanted to put the brain back in, you would go. Because that resolves it, but you don't. You just leave it there. And the brain's going, heart, can I come back? And the heart goes, of course. Because, you know, the heart honors the brain to such an extent that the last thing to die, the last thing that the heart allows to die before it res resolves in the moment of death is the brain. That the heart will shut down the blood to all of the other glands and organs except for the brain. The heart really honors the brain. And in order for your life to really succeed, you must create a correlation, a co-relation. Heart to brain, brain to heart. And since the heart is always honoring the brain, the brain, this is where free will comes in, freedom of choice, the brain has the opportunity to make the choice because it's not automatic with the heart. It's an autonomic system. The heart just automatically honors the brain. So when the brain is in need of honoring the heart, the heart is going to see things, the heart is going to hear things, the heart is going to feel things that the brain would never think of seeing, hearing, or feeling. Because the brain was developed in order for us to survive. The heart, being the very first organ in the body that develops, is the organ that allows us to thrive. Our relationship when we're in love is going to allow us to thrive. But if we're ignoring the love that's always there, we're going to keep score in a relationship. And once you start keeping score, when you win, you lose. And when you lose, you lose. So it's a never-ending system of losing. What happens when the heart is injected into the brain's view, either hearing, seeing, or feeling? Hmm? What happens is that you begin to notice the things, very much like pharmacology. You, beginning, you begin to notice the things that balance what's called the most active ingredient. The most active ingredient in a moment in your mind, in your brain-mind connection, the most active ingredient in any moment is the ingredient that's threatening you. And your brain will always keep its eye, its ear, and its feelings focused on that which is threatening you. Now, maybe that which is threatening you is not the most active ingredient in the moment, but it's the most active ingredient of your perception of a moment. And therefore, for you, it's the most active ingredient. Haven't you ever been in a conversation and had somebody say, well, you know, you shouldn't say that because, you know, it makes me feel this way. And you go, well, I didn't try to make you feel that way. And it's like a complete disconnect, right? What's happening is that the brain is knowing that in order for you to deliver the quart of juice, you needed a container. And the person tried to eat your container, right? Tried to eat the plastic container and said, why are you feeding me this plastic? It's hurting my mouth. 
Did I stretch too far with a metaphor? <laughs> or are you okay with that? Right? Because every gesture of thriving must be, a de- must be delivered with a container of surviving. Because you must survive in order to thrive. But if your most important ingredient, if your most active ingredient, if your most active measure is survival, you will never get a sensation of thriving. You will never give yourself the sensation of fulfillment. Because the moment you feel fulfilled, you relax. The moment you relax, you're at risk. You're in danger. Because it takes a lot of energy to decompress the relaxation to come into activation to protect yourself, correct? So what happens is the brain has an oath. Never leave the life vulnerable. And so it will be like the marine mammals, and that is that you will always be partially relaxed. right? Marine mammals, my wife just gave me an article, marine mammals sleep with half the brain asleep and half the brain awake. Because if they went completely asleep, they would drown because they breathe air. Hmm? And if they went completely asleep, because they sleep at about, you know, a thousand feet, a hundred feet below the surface of the water, and they can hold their breath for a very long time. But half the brain has to remain awake to know when you need to take another breath. So what do you want to do? Do you want to be right? You know, do you want to have everything very accurately figured out? Or do you want to let the edges blur and allow things to fit together? And as they fit together, rather than keeping distinct separateness, As they fit together, you start to understand the reason why that person that irritates the heck out of you is in your life. Because when you blur those edges through the heart, never resolving, never having that completely and total accuracy, you begin to realize that the container of that individual that's a complete jerk, classic registered jerk, card-carrying, certified, licensed to be a jerk, is in your world for good reason. Because they are delivering you to frustration, which is a motivation. Hmm? So when you honor their presence, when you honor the presence of that which is uncomfortable, you begin to make the uncomfortable more comfortable. The most common form of the brain is in this arena here, gamma and beta, when you're awake. And gamma and beta are very stimulated brains, right? If you want to really get the job done, it says, you know, get super active, get super accurate, get really get really this, get really that, and you're going to get the job done, right? And you get rewarded for getting the job done, solving the problem. What you don't realize is that this area of your brain solves the problems it creates. Because when you start to mix in the heart into the brain waves, the brain starts to slow down rather than speed up. The heart begins a partial decision maker. 
But instead of looking at all thousand things in order to find the three that work, you allow the three that are going to work to appear. You don't look like a problem solver. And in a corporate or a normal, normal human existence, you don't look like you have your together. I got bleeped. <clears throat> you know this expression, get your together, right? <clears throat> and so, <clears throat> you have this nature about you that isn't, it can be intense, but it's not that kind of intense, right? It's the in kind of intense that you see when you feel like somebody is looking right through you, right? I'm looking through you. Remember? So the idea that you're able to literally see through the layers of the moment into the heart, the core of the moment. And now everybody else is existing on the surface layers of the moment. You're in the core of the moment in a completely different world. They're making up problems, solving them, making up problems, solving them, making up problems, having arguments about whose decision about this problem and that. And you've allowed the problems to contain the actual heart of the moment. Because the heart of the moment is going to deliver what you all need. Is that making sense? Yes. And so the world's economics, everything is a, to solve a problem. The problems all exist on the surface of the moment, but the moment is vast. The moment is vast. And so sitting in the center of the moment, there are no problems, there are no solutions, there are no questions, there are no answers. There's just the substance of the moment, which can be used. And in that arena, hamiham brahmham, what is to be already is, is not a philosophy, it's a fact. And you comprehend that that fact has always been. It's the beauty of pregnancy. Does a woman say, look it, before I get pregnant, I have to learn how to build a, ki a child? <laughs> I think humanity would perish, wouldn't they? Right? What happens is that there is this knowing that occurs, correct? And is that child, a child in the womb is the most selfish life on the planet. And it has to be selfish. Otherwise, everything else that's going on would not provide what it's, what it's needed, what it needs. A child for the first few years of its life. Everybody thinks they're cute. No, they're selfish jerks. But we're all filled with oxytocin and oh, you know, we're all just enamored by these really selfish jerks who have the ability of puppies to look cute while being totally useless. Right? Right? I mean, what do they do? They pick up after themselves? No, they pee and poop everywhere, right? And that fact is so cute to us because we're relating 
from where? We're relating from the heart and the brain is in alpha mode, which is deeply relaxed, or in theta mode, which is dream time. And when you're around small children, when you're around puppies, but when you're around small children, you're in dream time because what are you seeing in the child? You're seeing forever. You're seeing not only this moment, but you're seeing the future moments that exist because children are always living in an expanded form of now. The form of now that contains everything. So what you get when you do kundalini yoga, when you do any form of yoga, but I'm going to talk about kundalini, what you get when you do kundalini yoga, when you do the asanas and the kriyas, when you do pranayama, when you're, when you're being instructed in, in kundalini yoga, do, you, do they say take a partial breath or breathe if you need to? What, is it, what does it say? It says take a deep breath, feel the depth of your breath, stretch deeply into your body glove. When we chant, try a new note. Try a note that you haven't ever explored before. What does that give you? That gives you, through your body's intelligence, that gives you the ability to stretch into that which you don't know. And that's an unresolved situation. Because if you know it, remember we were talking about if a woman had to learn how to make a kid before they got pregnant, nobody would ever end up being pregnant, right? If you had to know what the moment was before you stepped into it, that's a brain moment. If you don't have to know what the moment is before you step into it, that's a heart moment. So what aligns with evolution, the brain or the heart? Does evolution create that which has already been created? And the fact that we never really resolve the problems through evolution means that we will continuously evolve, right? And if we didn't have to, if, if evolution suddenly figured out the answer to everything, what would happen to life? Life would stagnate. And in stagnation, life entropy would end up reducing life to non-life, correct? And so the fact that it can never be resolved in the heart is the reason why living in the heart is so delicious. But in order to experience that deliciousness, you cannot be placing safety at the top of your list of requirements. You cannot place knowing in the form of knowing what I've learned at the top of your list of requirements. You cannot even place familiarity at the top of your list of requirements. What happens when you don't have safety, when you don't feel the external creation of safety? What happens when you don't have the external creation of knowing? And what happens when you don't have the external creation of familiarity? What happens in your biosystem? You become, it begins with an N. You become? Could. Huh? You become nervous. So what is then nervousness? Nervousness is an indication. We interpret it improperly. What do they say? Don't get nervous, right? No, no. Get nervous. Nervous means, nervous is just a word that means there's a lot of energy going through your nerves. 
What is the availability of a lot of energy going through your nerves available for? Doing something, changing something, producing something, learning about something. <clears throat> so the moment you feel nervous, have one of those micro-stops in your life. Stop. What am I to learn? What am I to do? What am I to change? What am I to produce? Because there will be an indication within your expanded frame of reference of the hidden pieces that can all fit together. Hidden only if you're in super active, super accurate, I got this thing covered because I know how to do it, I've done it a million times mode. I don't know what I'm doing, therefore it will have to explain to me what is to be done. And because I'm in this deeply relaxed mode in the brain and the heart is involved, which needs no resolution, then what I'm going to be able to do is what has never been done before. And that will feel incredible. Because what's the word for something that's never been done before? It begins with an F. It is, it is fresh. A moment is fresh. As opposed to the other expression, same old, same old, right? What gives you the most nourishment in your life? A moment that's fresh? Or a moment that's the same old, same old? What gives you the most nourishment? Fresh. So nervousness is going, if you, if you say, ah, good signal, I'm nervous. Ah, mm -hmm. right? I mean, how many have ever been nervous? Today. Right? We get those blessings all the time. How do we interpret them? Is the C is the most important component. Interpret your nervousness is, ah, where's the fresh? Where am I going to learn? Where am I going to be taught in this moment? How can I be taught? By not dominating my system with what I already know, let me open to what I don't know. And if you use this as a general practice, nervous, not nervous, the, the binary world will be not controlling you at all. You'll just start to go into each mode. And what is nervous? What did we say it was? It was a lot of and what do you usually need in order to live? You need energy. So this is a good thing. As a matter of fact, what happens is that little children are nervous more than adults, correct? I mean, little kids are nervous most 24 hours a day. And that's why they laugh a lot. Because being nervous makes you laugh. You know that, right? People, when they're nervous, they go, <laughs> Right? Little kids are nervous. <laughs> and then the energy is just spewing. That is why people stop growing because they control their environment so they're never in nervousness. They get things stabilized so that they can just function, pay the bills, get a little savings, right? Move 
in life. And what is it that they lack? And they drink lots of this and lots of that in order to get it. Energy. Energy. Is it a good idea? So when you stretch into your body, when you fully extend into your body in these asanas that we're going to do, it means that you are trusting the situation even though the situation does not have a guarantee of safety. That's the biometric. That's the physical measurement that you gain from stretching into your body is that you're telling your body that it's okay to be as fully extended as it wants to be. It doesn't have to hide. When you do the same thing with your voice, Adgure Name, Jugadgure Name. Now, do I risk A or do I think I'm going to go A? How risky are you with your voice? How risky? Are you with your voice? Because you know when you get super risky with your voice, you sound horrible. To the critical mind. How do you sound to your heart? Amazing. And then what happens is that you begin to learn how to enable that which sounds horrible to be amazing to others, which just simply means you did it so much that their defenses broke down. <laughs> Do you know what form of music relies on that the most? Gospel. Because non-resolved music produces faith. Because it doesn't produce knowing. Because in non-resolved music, you've got to have faith. Because it just keeps leaving you in this unresolved, extremely heartfelt condition. And that's why you're on the verge of joy and tears in the same moment. The tears come from the fact that your body, your actual body, is afraid. And the joy comes from the fact that the heart within your body is never afraid. And you're starting to expose that heart. And when you expose that heart, you're absolutely at risk. And there's nothing but faith that'll keep you moving forward when you're absolutely at risk. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more.